0: We are currently in our sermon series on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus explores what it looks like to follow him and to live in God's kingdom. We've quickly learned that the kingdom Jesus describes is the opposite of this world. But in his sermon, which is basically a summary of all of Jesus' life and teachings, Jesus invites us And all of those listening to join him in this new way of doing things, into this upside-down kingdom of God. And so right now, as we are living in this holy disturbance that is 2020 and this time in history, 2020 with its countless disruptions to how we've always done things, we again have an opportunity to follow Jesus into this new kingdom to change the way that we do things, and to turn our world here right side up. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount shows us how we can practice practically do those things, how we can change our actions and our thoughts to reflect God's kingdom here and now. Today we come to the center of Jesus' Sermon, where he speaks about prayer hear these words from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 through 14. And whenever you pray, Jesus says, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of this word. We have all sorts of questions about prayer. How does prayer work? Why should we pray? Does God hear us when we pray? If God knows what we need already, then why do we have to pray? If I pray for something, then why doesn't God answer my prayers the way I ask God to? What am I supposed to say when I pray? Jesus could have spent days and days talking about prayer, answering these questions and many more. And in a way, he does answer all of these questions, but he does it simply and by sharing the most important things to remember about prayer. Prayer is not about us or about other people. It's about God. Jesus says we should not pray like the hypocrites who call attention to themselves, praying pretentiously in the synagogue or on the street corners, looking for applause from a human audience. Instead, prayer should be to God alone. Go into the inner room, he says, away from public view, to address only God in prayer. It's not that prayer requires a holy place, but prayer is holy when it is addressed to God. And Jesus tells us not to pray like the Gentiles who use a bunch of words and the correct formula to impress their gods and get their God's attention. Our God does not want this this empty and insincere talk Rather, our prayers are effective simply when they are authentic and honest. And Jesus also tells us that prayer is not meant to be manipulative or done in order to bend God's will to our own self-interest. Rather, prayer is about aligning ourselves with God in trust. And acknowledging our human need that we can't do everything on our own. Simply put, Jesus is concerned with the posture in which we pray, the approach and the attitude that we have when we pray. Jesus tells us that when we pray, it's about connecting with God authentically and honestly, and acknowledging our need for God and aligning our desires with God's desires. I danced for 15 years, from when I was three years old until I graduated high school when I was 18. And everything in ballet is about posture, how you hold yourself when you move. Your shoulders are back and down, your core is in and engaged, and see, it just happens, and I just do it, and there it is. Even years and years later, But if you have, when you have that good posture, it makes everything easier. But when you have bad posture, and your shoulders are slumped, and you're just relaxing, then it makes all of the movements difficult. It's not as easy to do it with grace and do the movements well. And it's the same way with prayer. When our posture is correct, prayer becomes much easier. Because it's not about saying the right words or using the right formula to get what we want out of God. It's not about using fancy words or saying the things that we think God wants to hear. And it's not about anyone else who might be listening if we're praying out loud. It's about us and God. Authentic and honest and vulnerable in our connection with our divine creator, redeemer, And sustainer. For me, this most easily happens when I write down my prayers. When I journal, I get all of those words out that I think I should say, and I get all my complaints and woes-me's out, and then I'm able to focus on what is really going on and share with God what is really happening in my heart and ask for guidance and listen. When we are comfortable in prayer, then, it, and it's this active part of our lives, then it sets our posture for the rest of our lives, for our entire lives. It means that God is at the center of our life and it's brought into every situation and thought. God is there without us even thinking. It's not hard to pray, to bring God into our lives, everyday situations, but it does take practice. Jesus even gives us an example of how to pray easily and simply. Pray this way, he says. And then he gives us what we've come to know as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. This prayer does not use fancy words. It isn't long or elaborate, but it's challenging because it's saying your will be done. Not what I want, God, but what you want Bring your kingdom here in this world, in this place, and in this time. It acknowledges that God knows what we need and shows that we trust God to then provide what we need. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts because, Lord, we know we need your unending forgiveness. As we have also Forgiven our debtors, because we also need to forgive others, God. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. We know that God will and does rescue us. The author of Matthew places the Lord's Prayer at the center of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, at the core of the summary of Jesus' teachings. And that makes my dancer's heart Happy, Because any dancer will tell you that your core, your stomach, and your back muscles are the most important tool that you have as a dancer. If you have a strong core, then everything becomes easier. Likewise, when we connect with God authentically and honestly through prayer, and we acknowledge our need for God, And we align our desires with God's desires. All of life becomes maybe not easy, but definitely manageable and possible. And the task then of turning our world right side up becomes an actual possibility with God the bishops of the United Methodist Church have challenged us to pray at 8.46 a.m. and p.m. of each day for eight minutes and 46 seconds to end racism and injustice across the world. And so I challenge you to take this and use it as an opportunity to get comfortable being authentic and honest and vulnerable And have that conversation with your creator. Because when we pray, we know that God listens and God responds. Thanks be to God. Amen.